Welcome into The Verge, a show which covers the Baltimore Orioles minor leagues. The Verge is part of BSL Radio. Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations at the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Hello, and thanks for listening to On the Verge, the Orioles minor league podcast that Zach Spedden, Nick Stevens, and myself, Bob Fallon, host. This is just a bonus episode that I recorded with Talking Birdies' Ryan Seatree, who has gotten me into collecting baseball cards again, and we go into the details of the new new age I hadn't collected since I was a kid in like the 90s and early 2000s, so back into it, and it's a lot different than when I started, so... I wanted to get him to explain to me in detail like all the different ways to collect, all the different kinds of cards there are. So if you're interested in that, check this out. It's, it's a, it was a fun show, and if you are looking into getting into baseball cards again, I think it's a fun hobby. You don't have to spend a ton of money to collect the cards that you like anymore. It's, it's not about ripping packs. You can we, We'll go into it in the episode, but <laughs> this is just a bonus episode for anyone that was interested in something like that. So please check it out. And if you like what you hear, you can check out Ryan and his podcast co-host over on Talking Birdie, another good Orioles podcast. Never hurts to have too many of those. So as always, thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of On the Verge brought to you by Baltimore Sports and Life and Mercer Floors. One, uh, check out a regular episode for that full ad. Sorry, I didn't write that down. But uh, I'm here with Talking Birdies, Ryan Setry, if I'm saying that right. Cetri, uh, pretty close. Cetri. Here he is, the man, the myth, the legend from another great Orioles podcast. Thanks for joining me to talk baseball cards, Ryan. Of course, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I got the itch because some ungodly person at my work decided to ask me to go through their baseball cards that they found sitting around to see if there was anything of value. And as I'm doing it, the nostalgia kicks in and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get back into this. So then <laughs> I think we were talking uh, on our Patreon WhatsApp group, which shout out, if you want to join, this is the stuff we get into over there. Um, and you were saying, I'll teach you the ways. And we start DMing, going back and forth. And now I've like, I've bought cards on Reddit, on eBay, <laughs> at my local card shop, box breaks live. Uh, pretty good stuff so yeah i want just in case anyone uh is looking to get into it or wants to know more about it or just wants to teach us the ways comment in here ask us questions and we will do our best or at least ryan will do his best to uh (laughs) give us the lowdown here so what are the ways people can collect baseball cards in this day and age because when i first started i was just a kid buying packs there was no relic cards there was none of that yeah. numbered autograph nonsense so what's up nowadays well that's the beauty of it uh you can really collect any way you want to you can be you can be a flipper um 
which there's been problems with flippers recently. Uh, Target has had to stop selling cards in store um, because people were just buying boxes and they knew that supplies were really low. So they were just buying boxes, leaving them sealed and then flipping them for double the price. Um, Target took some measures to stop that. But um, yeah, man, you can do whatever you want. If you want to buy, just buy packs and rip it like old times, um, you can do that. Uh, I like to collect the O's because that's who I like. So I mean, I got this binder here. I'm sure we'll get into it at some point. This thing is more or less full of just those cards. I have six other binders that have all my other stuff in it. Love it. Um, but that's the beauty of it now is like you were saying, you can get on uh, subreddits and say, I'm looking for this card. And within minutes, if somebody has it, they'll be like, yeah, I got it. Shoot me a DM. And you can buy cards like that. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can do nowadays with the, the 21st century. eBay is probably the main like online marketplace that people use. Uh, and it's basically the standard that anybody selling uses to determine like the value of a card. Like if you talk to someone on Reddit about uh, about buying something from them, basically the, all they're going to do is go on eBay, type in the card and then and then click on just sold listings and get like a median value of what card what the cards have sold for. And then that's how you determine the value. Nice. So I guess I didn't introduce you quite good enough because Nathaniel wants to know if you're an Orioles fan. And I should have said. Talking Birdie is an Orioles podcast, yeah, and a yeah. and a good one at that. So, yes, Ryan is an Orioles fan. Yep, correct. Long nose fan. Um, my dad was one of the things me and my dad first bonded over was baseball, and um, yeah, he took me to a game at Memorial Stadium. At least he says he does. I don't remember. Memorial was gone uh, not long after I was born, but um, yeah, yeah, lifelong nose fan. Just suffering through it like everybody else is, but I'm sure it'll pay off very soon. Oh, it will. It will. If you want to know more about that, listen to our episode we just did with um, Eric Garfield talking about the FCL Orioles, the stars of the 2025 team. Um, yeah, all the guys on the FCL that I knew moved up, so I'm going to have to really deep, deep dive that roster before we do fantasy again because I don't know anybody on that roster anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's all the international signing, so that's the, the new wave, the new ways that we don't know about here in Baltimore. Um, Nathaniel, your, your question about card grading, I would love to grade some cards right now. All the grading services are still so backed up, uh, that I'm just kind of biding my time. Um, PSA is the one that is kind of like the gold standard of card grading. And I, I think they're opening up for submissions again, but for a long time, see a lot of people got back into the hobby during the pandemic and people were just sending in any card that they could think of. They didn't even know if it had value. They just arbitrarily decided I want to get this thing graded. So there was month long backups at PSA uh, and they're now they're even raising their prices up. So there are some that I have that I'd love to grade out because I do want to resell some of them. Uh, but when the grading services start to normalize again, I'll, I'll look into doing that. Yeah, I'm far out from that. I'm just starting. I'm getting my collection back up and running. And I think I've kind of nailed down, at least for now, what kind of collector I want to be. I'm going to be Obviously, I'm going to collect the Orioles cards first and foremost. But I do, I do have a bunch of 2021 top series one cards from a bunch of teams that I've put in some kind of order, just because those were in that pile of cards that I was told to look through. She said I could take anything of interest, so I I grabbed those and really going to focus on the Orioles and especially the prospects. That which makes sense since I'm a co-host of an Orioles prospects uh, podcast. But also, I'm super into these 
box breaks. <laughs> I'm a part of a Facebook group where it seems like a couple times a week you can buy in to a specific team and then he'll box, uh, break open a, like he's been doing like four hobby boxes at one time and for like 20 bucks, I get to be any Orioles card that comes out. I get those cards shipped to me and already I've got a couple hits from the two I've done. In the Allen and Ginter box break I was a part of, they did a pack of tops on demand or tops now, something like that. And I got a Ryan Ca- Ryan Mountcastle rookie card motion something or other. Can't wait to see it in person. And then today for the off-brand Panini, um, what is it? <laughs> what is, you think you what said is, it was a prism box, right? Prism, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was prism, four yeah. prism hobby boxes. And I got a number to five Anthony Santander uh Pretty sweet looking card. I don't know the value of it, but it'll be looking good in my collection, my my novice collection. The thing that drives me crazy about the Panini cards, outside of the fact that they don't have logos on them, is the fact that they are such cool looking cards. Yeah, they the are designs cool of them are just are spot on. They look so much better than Topps cards, but like I said to you before, all the players look like they're doing a cheap local pizza hat. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're no logos on their uniforms. It just it just looks silly, and they don't have nearly as much value as a Topps or a Bowman card does. So if you're looking for a resale, Panini's not the best route to go. And now if you if you do football or basketball, Panini is the Grail. Panini is the tops of football and basketball cards. But I don't know much about those. So and also this is a baseball podcast. We yeah, come on. What's these other sports? There are no other sports. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even panini, it sounds like a frozen pizza or something like that. But um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, even uh, the guy who did the break, it, he didn't get to keep this card because someone else had the Padres. But he pulled a ultra rare lava flow Fernando Tatis Jr. card that looked pretty damn sick. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Even if it's, I just want to have a nice variety of cards. I don't want to be just all top series one. I need need some eclectic looking cards. And and speaking of different kinds of cards, what are like now? You know, you got your chromes, you got your first Bowman's, you got your autographs, your numbered to five, numbered to one, numbered to ten, numbered to ninety nine. What and your relic cards that have like pieces of uniform and bats and stuff. Like, what are all these kinds of special cards and why are they more valuable than others? Well, I like to go for autos. Relics are really cool, but there's, they usually don't have a whole lot more value than just a regular card would. Um, Autos are the way to go because they're guaranteed by tops. There is a, there's a tops witness at every signing. I believe they send these guys like sheets of uncut cards and then they just sit there and scribble away and sign them. Um, Nowadays, their tops is getting kind of cheap, and they'll have. Uh, you'll notice with some of your auto cards, they, they they do try to hide it, but sometimes it doesn't go well. They'll just slap a strip of tape on the card that the player signed, and the player never actually handled that card. They just got a sheet of tape, put their signature on it, and then somebody at tops slapped them on there. But that's the value of of the autograph cards is you just, you know, that there's an authentication factor as opposed to say going to a public signing and getting a baseball signed by the player. It's if you aren't, if you don't pay the extra to get that like JSA certification or whatever it is, you're going to have a tough time reselling that, that piece, whatever it is uh, just because there's no, there's simply no way to, to prove that it's real with the top, with the cards. It's, there's an implied authentication because it says it on the card itself. 
Yeah, and I'm guessing it's just the rarity of the cards that make them a little bit more valuable. Is that what the numbered thing is? And yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of times they'll they'll color code parallels. Uh, like this year, like with Bowman's, um, red is out of five. Um, I think black is one of one. Uh, orange is out of twenty five. So on, so forth. Um, and yeah, obviously the the less of a card that there is, the the higher the value is going to be just because it's going to be harder to find that specific card. Like I just yeah. sold, um, I did a Bowman 2021 break with my friend where we just bought, we just bought a box, split the cost and then whatever we got, we got, and I got a out of 25 Adley Rutschman card, no auto, just, just an out of 25 orange parallel. And uh, the day after he got promoted to number one prospect in baseball, I put it up on eBay and I sold it for 50 bucks the next day pretty good you yeah. pretty much got your money back from the the box yep. break there so yep. i think i put and, i think i put 80 into the box so yeah almost almost made it all back on one card that's awesome but yeah or you can combine the best of all words like i did worlds with this carter baumler first bowman chrome numbered autograph little ex- more ex- i bought this on ebay for uh 26 bucks which is pretty expensive for a guy who is yet to pitch <laughs> getting drafted yeah. out of high school but he's got a big arm. He could be the next big uh, top 100 Orioles pitching prospect. So what's it, uh, hopefully what's that it pays number? off. What's that purple card number to? 250. So not a super low number, but it's a number. No, it's not too bad. But that if his cards ever do accumulate any value, that will help you a lot. Yeah. Sure. So that's cool. I also got Ofelki Peralta signed first Bowman, Chrome, and Michael Bauman, who now he's in AAA, could be in in Baltimore before you know it and and rookie of the year in 2022. And then I'll sell that for $8,000 or something. That's how it works. Right. (laughs) I temper your expectations a little bit. All right. $8 and 50 cents, but still I'm making money over here. And those, those first two, they take a while to get to the value that makes them worth selling though, because a lot of times a guy's first Bowman card will come out so long before he even makes it to the bigs that his uh those packs are hard to come by and not a lot of people kept hung on to them so like i think mike bauman's first bowman came out and i i just looked at mine earlier it was i think it's a 2018. let me see and it's yeah it is 2018 yep so we're looking at it's been Next year, hopefully we see him. It'll be it'll be that card before years, yeah. before he even makes his debut. So that's what gives them that value. Um, I don't know the validity of this of this rumor, but there was just a, a card convention in Chicago called the National. I believe it's a yearly event. Um, and a I heard that a one of one Fernando Tatis Jr. first Bowman graded 10, I mean, everything you can think of for a card. Uh, there's a rumor that one of the, that it sold for over a million dollars. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, I mean, pretty this amazing. Is like, this is like the primo Fernando Tatis. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, the, yeah. it's the rarest of the rare. It's a one of one. It's signed. It's his first. It's like, it checks all the boxes. It's graded 10. So yeah. So, yeah, if you're getting into collecting cards, you're probably not going to get that lucky. But 
that's no. the outside chance of you, you take when you just like gambling. So no. and here's my super sleeper card here. Joey Ortiz, Joseph on the card. First boom and chrome. Got it for a dollar at my local card shop. This is a guy who just ramped up to number 12 on Baseball America's top 30 Orioles prospect list. And with his defense and improved hitting could end up being the shortstop of the future for this team. And hey, could get a nice little uh, multiplier there on a return if I ever sold it. You're reminding me of a lot of cards that I still need to buy. So <laughs> I don't, I didn't yeah, even so- have to look for cards of like Ortiz and Baumler because like Baumler just kind of flew completely over my head because he just, well, I mean, that he, Kobe, Kobe Mayo cards worth a pretty penny right now. Yeah. I paid 35. And the thing about Mayo too is it goes great s- with uh Turkey. If you like Mayo, I don't like Mayo. So. <laughs> uh, some prospects only get auto cards. They don't do just a regular, like as of currently, there's no, Kobe Mayo first Bowman that's not audited. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, there's certain uh, there's certain players like that. Uh, another one that I know of is uh, Cal Raleigh from the Mariners. He just made his debut this year, and I was interested in buying one of his cards because when I was in Washington, I went to a Tacoma Rainier game, so saw their their AAA team, and Raleigh was playing. He he stood out to me because I I saw he was in their top thirty, and went to just try to try to buy one of his cards and. Just kept scrolling. I'm like, every single one's an auto. Is this? And then I, I talked to one of my friends, and he's like, yeah, that's a thing. Some prospects just get auto cards. And Mayo is one of those guys. Uh, the cheapest one that I found, and I promptly bought, was 35 bucks, which is that's kind of insane good. for a non-numbered auto card of a guy that until you know, whenever tomorrow, had never played above rookie ball. It's insane to me. Yeah, that's pretty insane. And he was just promoted to Delmarva, so maybe that uh, value goes up even higher. And say, hypothetically speaking, Mayo just blitzes through the system, and 2024, he's the starting third baseman for the Baltimore Orioles. His value obviously will be super high at that point, right? Yes. So there's, And then he suffers a career-ending injury 2025. What happens to the value of those cards then? Um. They're probably in the shitter because – oh, sorry. Can I cuss? Do what you feel. <laughs> My bad. Um, <laughs> um, they're probably not – it's probably not going to maintain it because he's – he would have to be like – you have to be like a Mike Trout-level talent for your cards to go up after like a sudden retirement or something like that. So I guess if you're prospecting these cards, like if you're a prospect hunter like I'm hoping to be, you want to try to get these – cards when the values kind of towards the low end and you you see them becoming a good major leaguer the value goes up as that happens and then you say "Mm, i think this guy's gonna peak out early and retire you know whatever you want to sell it at its highest point it's kind of like stocks or or something like like stocks it's there's no difference buy low sell high same type of deal um yeah, like this. This is gonna be my version of stocks then. Yeah, it's just a lot easier to understand the stock market for me. I'm 26 years old and I still have no idea how it works. Uh, but yeah, this is what this is why collectors will will go after all the rookies when like tops comes out. So this year, the rookies that people are hunting for are Jake Cronenworth, Jazz Chisholm Jr., um, Cabrian Hayes, and even Mountcastle. Actually, I, the the a lot of people, non a lot of non O's fans are collecting him. 
um, which is a good indication that he's starting to put himself on the map with the rookie season he's having. Uh, but that the reason they do that is because you look at the look at the trout rookie card. Um, I believe me and another guy in the WhatsApp group were talking about it. The trout rookie card that everybody goes for is his rookie card from 2011 Tops update. And there was nothing special about it. It was just his first Tops card. You got it. I mean, you probably got one if you bought a 2011 Tops update box. But now that card, graded PSA 10, is worth four thousand dollars just a paper card just paper nothing special about it it's just like like pull any rookie that you have out of tops series one any rookie card the same level as that but because of what trout has done now it's a four thousand dollar card if it's graded out high not even numbered just let's go aaron sabato next mike trout right here Uh... minnesota twins i don't know about all that (laughs) Yeah, I just picked a random first Bowman that I saw. <laughs> it's it's hard to it's hard to forecast them. You just kind of have to always be looking. And if you see if you see prices go up for somebody, um, you know maybe maybe you want to sell. But if you believe in if you believe in a player to be a Hall of Famer, then you don't want to sell no matter how much it spikes, because as soon as that player retires, that rookie card is going to skyrocket. So makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the best cards you have in your collection? Let's show them off. All right. Um, it's a lot of O's, uh, but at first I guess I'll start with, um, I also kind of collect the Mariners a little bit and I also collect Austin Meadows. I don't really have a reason, but I've got this out of 75 Austin Meadows high tech autograph. That was really cheap on eBay. Uh, I think 15 bucks for that one. And then I have, and then I have a gypsy queen Meadows auto. It's not numbered, but that was like five bucks. Those cards are cool looking. When do they come out? Uh, gypsy queen actually for this year just came out. Oh, okay. Cool. I want to say last week. I'm going to try to get in a box break on those. You should. There's, there's some really good looking, actually I'll get to it. I'll show you the Malcastle rookie gypsy queen. I I bought one. Um, (laughs) but this is the beauty of that Reddit group. I had a Sam Huff relic card that I pulled from a box that didn't mean anything to me, but a guy that I saw, I posted is a big Ranger fan. Yeah. So he hit me up about, uh, about a trade. And I told him I collect Mariner players and he was like, well, I've got this Jake Freely tops Chrome autograph card. So we did a one for one trade. Sweet. And Fraley is cool because I live in Frederick and he's from Frederick, Maryland. So well, how do you cool. trust someone to, to make a, a trade like that where you both have to, Trust that you're actually going to mail the thing. Just reputation. A lot of it's honor system and knowing that you'll get fucking publicly shamed <laughs> yeah, in right. the group if you don't. But also a lot of times you'll ship with tracking so that you can provide a proof yeah, that, you, makes that you mailed the card. But if you do choose to say, no, nah, just throw it in an envelope, you are really just going on the honor system that that person yeah. is going to ship the card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got uh, International League Player of the Week, Ryland Bannon. Autograph first Bowman card here. Um, I stupidly impulse bought this DJ Stewart autograph after that backflip <laughs> in Minnesota. I don't know. It's cool. I hey, like he's DJ getting Stewart, hot again. Though. He's getting hot again. <laughs> uh, this is that Kobe Mayo auto that I had mentioned. Uh, like how he signs his name. Real simple. CM. Yeah. Put a line through it. Call it a day. It's pretty uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, well, let me see that. I know you got that big, that big baby over there, Ryan Mountcastle relic. Uh, of course, signature. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting. <laughs> um, this one. Stop teasing was, us. This this one was my first big like eBay win. Uh, I got in a little bidding more with the guy, and he tapped out. But for fourteen dollars, I ended up with an autograph rookie, Kyle Seeger. He's not. I mean, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he's been a solid player his entire career and future actually, Oriole. I think on we're on my, the same page about that. I was going to say on our last episode, we talked quite a bit about how good a signing we think um, Seager would be. I'm down with that, 100. Um, percent Sign both yeah. brothers. Fuck it. Yeah, oh, sure, why excuse not? my language. <laughs> you <need> it too. <laughs> uh, I got a few Cedric cards, but this one is my favorite. It is a Topps archival autograph, Cedric Mullins auto. Yeah, I just bought a uh, Mullins autograph off of mm-hmm. Reddit this weekend. The one, so. the one you were telling me about, that one, you ended up buying it? I think so, yeah, yeah. Good, good. good. We'll see when it shows up. That's a good thing. <laughs> I'll forget about it, and then it shows yeah. up, and it's like Christmas. I got a few Trey Mancini cards, nothing special, but I have this out of two ninety nine Sparkly 2021 Series 1 John Means. Nice. Nothing special, but cool for any Orioles fan, especially after – you know, the no-hitter this season and all that. I got a John Means all-star rookie card refractor from a local card shop for like five bucks. That's a good one because he doesn't have many rookies. He has very, very few rookie cards. Um, don't know why I bought this one, but why not? Tops Chrome, Anthony Santander auto. It's getting hot again. Just thought it was cool. Yeah, I just thought it was cool. A lot of this stuff is just like, I'm a nose fan, so this card is cool. Um, and now we get into the Mount Castle cards. I have last You're I counted, last I counted, I have over twenty. Mountain of Mount Castle cards. Uh, here's the Gypsy Queen rookie. Oh yeah, she's... that's nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Those cards are cool. Yeah, they're they're really cool looking. Uh, one of the inserts from yeah, I guess it's an insert from I think it was Series Two. Uh, was this Mount Castle jersey uh, game used jersey down here? Really eighties though. Mm-hmm. This is uh, 1986. Was this design uh, in Series One? He had this chrome refractor in the same same style, and as you can see, it's got the little shiny, shimmery, yep, shimmery, yep. He also had a paper 86 different pose, more That's of a classic, cool, more of a classic baseball where they, before they started using action shots, which I think, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they also had the 60, I believe this is 65, was the insert that they decided to use for Series 2, the Topps Chrome. I love this design. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Very cool. And then it even has like the old style, like with the drawings and stuff on the back. You can criticize Major League Baseball for a lot of things, but the way they're handling these baseball cards, or I guess maybe it's just Tops in general. It's but the, Tops. It's Tops, yeah. yeah. They're really uh, doing some cool stuff here. I have the I have that card in the in that that design in uh, Kyle Lewis as well. It's very very cool. Um, and then we get into the Inception cards, which are like they're like three or four cards thick. They're very they're not flexible at all. Um, this is a green parallel Mount Castle Inception, and then this one is my Grail card because I haven't been collecting for very long. But it is an Inception. Inception. Here's a Christopher Nolan Inception. Uh, Hanser Alberto, he's coming for you. He's not walking because he doesn't do that. He's running. <laughs> um, number to 75, Mount Castle Inception Relic Auto. It's got his piece of his jersey. His and it's autograph. a nice piece, too. It's not just a white piece. It's got the number yeah, on it's, there. It's got some number in there. And I think it's really cool 
about seeing other ones of these cards is that you can tell that they're different parts of the jersey. Like it's yeah, not all the so it's cool. not all the same cutout. That's awesome. Uh, which is very neat. Uh, this is a, a tops tier one relic card. Got a nice orange piece of his jersey in there. Yeah, I like that. Uh, a 2020 Bowman before he made his debut. So it's still in a photoshopped O's jersey, which is kind of cool. Just think um, we're going to be having Adley and Grayson cards and relics. The, I'm really hoping that those guys do make their debuts next year because uh, a few weeks ago, Tops released the design of the 2022 Series 1, and it's very clean. It looks a lot like a Bowman card. Awesome. Um, so rounding out, the, I mean, I have more Mount Castle cards. I'm just kind of showing the, the notable ones. Rounding out that collection is a 2017 Bowman's Best Mount Castle Auto. The thing that makes me laugh about this one, you probably can't see it because of the uh, reflection from the light, but he is listed as a shortstop on this card. <laughs> so, you know how long they didn't uh, scout very hard on that one. Well, I, I, the blurb on the back, I think he was still in single A, Frederick. When this okay. Card was made. So it's it's been a while. Um, moving on to some of my other prospects here, I have a couple of Grayson Rodriguez cards, but this is my my favorite one: Bowman Sterling Grayson Rodriguez Auto, not numbered, but. Still an auto card. Can't really beat it. Yeah, man. Um, moving on to some of my other prospects. I got a um, Grayson here. Uh, Chrome. Not his first Bowman, but I it's like a Bowman. That one. That's a parallel, too. Blue parallel. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, DL Hall. Auto. I like his baby cursive that he uses when he signs. It's very <laughs> funny to me. Uh, this one's out of 99, so a nice little semi-low number. This is my version. I'm just giving you my cheap novice versions of all your cool cards. You mean like this? Yeah, that's the one, but mine's paper. <laughs> I have Grayson's first Bowman. Which anybody who's listening, when we say first Bowman, um, what we're talking about is uh, Bowman is a subsidiary of Tops, and they make prospect cards. And what's cool about them is they take time to airbrush or Photoshop, whatever they do, uh, the players into their eventual pro jersey. So a lot of these, they're you can tell that they're Photoshopped, but they do a pretty darn good job. Yeah, they do. And when a player first enters the major league system, the first card that he gets that has his name on it and everything is going to be his first Bowman card. And it'll say it up at the top here. It'll say first Bowman. And this is always the first card ever made of a certain player. So depending on the player, they can eventually sometimes end up being more valuable than a Topps rookie card. Um, moving on here, nothing really special about this one except it's a Mojo Refractor. Testing Kerstad. Yeah, I got a blue one of those. Still hoping that he he makes an impact sometime. I'm tired of people talking crap about him. Yeah, just get on the field. Get healthy. Yeah. hope the guy's all right. Um, moving on to some Adley Rushman cards. Uh, Hold on. Before you do that, the real prospect of the year. You still Diaz. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I actually yeah. bought his a custom jersey of his before the season started, trying to predict the big rookie of the year. And uh, well, they um, they gave him a low number, so it was like almost yeah, exactly. He's going to be exactly making now. Uh, the best I can hope for is just to get on um, that Twitter page of that guy that writes for Baltimore uh, uh, Beatdown or whatever. What's his face? The guy on Twitter. He always does Jersey of the Day with like the random ass jerseys. Oh, Rich Dubroff. Yes, I'm, Rich I'm Dubroff. hoping I can yeah. get on there one day yeah. with my Usenil Diaz jersey. At this point, I'm just hoping he makes his major league debut for us. 
Fair. That's, that's 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 the most I'm hoping for at this point. Let's get to Adley. I got this numbered to 199. Yeah, I got the same, pretty much the same card, but yours is a numbered parallel. Mine's just the base card, but it's got oh, the same. Got the beetle one. Yeah, but not for long. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are cool inserts that Bowman did this year, where they're the, they're called the top 100 inserts. And it's a it's kind of a, just a differently designed card, and then at the oh, bottom yeah. it'll it'll have the rank of the prospect at the beginning of the year. So this one's number four. So when this card was printed, Adley was the number four prospect, behind I guess Wander Franco, Jared Kelnick, and yeah, got a couple of those. I'm not sure who the other guy would be, but uh, I have those for Grayson and DL as well. That's awesome. Bowman also does a little bit of a, like a throwbacky heritage kind of card. Um, I believe this is from '91. Could be wrong. Yeah, it looks like it. But it's a very cool, very cool little design. Uh, I've got Adley's first Bowman here. It's a paper, so it won't be as valuable, but still his first Bowman card. Can't say you don't have it. Yeah. But then, this is the one right here. This is a Panini card, so it's, you know, Adley in a pizza commercial. It's a Wee Sprint. Yeah. But, uh, excuse me, this is the same subreddit that Bob and I were talking about earlier. And R dash uh, baseball cards. Yep. Yeah, R baseball cards. This guy posted up Adley Rushman Auto for sale, twenty-five bucks. I was like I was like, this guy must need to move this card. This guy must be like sell this card <laughs> or don't eat this week. <laughs> or his wife is like, you gotta get, I don't care what you do, you're getting so, rid of this baseball card collection. To, which to is be, probably gonna happen to me in a couple years. To be selling this card for that little um so I immediately jumped on it, DM'd him, said, give me that Adley card. I want it. Give me your PayPal information. I'll pay you for it right now. Like, don't talk to anyone else. I want this card. So he's like, okay, okay. So we exchanged the info. He mailed it. And um, here it is. That's a blue name right there. You know, so it just says Baltimore because, you know, no licensing. <laughs> but when it came in the mail... I happen to notice that it was numbered and it probably won't be able to show up on here, but this card is number four out of 10. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty so crazy. not only did this guy sell me an Adley Rutschman auto card, he sold me an out of 10 Adley Rutschman card for 25 bucks. I am sure it's the best deal that I'll ever get on a baseball card. <laughs> yeah. That one on actually could be worth some legitimate money in a couple of years. Yes. Just, even if, even though it is a Panini card, the, just the fact that it's it's got to have these autograph on it, it'll have value no matter what. Um, Kyle Stowers, autograph card. This guy is is one of my favorite prospects. Yeah, I got to um, get one of those. Yeah, he loving to see what he's done since he's got the since he's earned the promotion uh, to Double A. I hope he keeps ripping through the system like some of these other guys are. Um, Gunnar Henderson, first Bowman card. Just hoping that some future value there. Westberg uh, first, Bowman. I just ordered one today. <laughs> Didn't have one of those before. Now I do. Um, Bob, I think yeah. you were you were looking into a Grayson autograph of this. Another Westberg Broom numbered. Not his first, but that's pretty. That's really yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I was looking into Grayson stuff for sure. And it was a it was a Bowman Platinum, I believe, and. Oh, Oh, nice. <laughs> Out of 199 Gunner Auto. He's got a very basic scribbly little autograph, but yeah, it's there. 
I think I might be coming to the end of my really good stuff. Uh, well, it's interesting some- that me and Ryan were talking about meeting up and breaking a hobby box together, splitting it down yes. the middle. And to an appetizer for that, I went ahead and bought a a blaster box for first Bowman, which is now, it's 30, 35 bucks. Can I and- can I can I finish? <laughs> can I finish? I have a couple more pages here. All I just right, want right. to make sure I'm not missing anything. And yeah, do it, story. do it. Um, Bowman has a little some some cool little insert cards as well. Um, thought this one was be cool as a franchise futures insert featuring Adley and Gunner. Not, it's kind of not, a dorky not, pose by Gunnar Henderson there, but he looks better when he's swinging the bat and throwing a ball. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then they have a Bowman draft progression card featuring DL, Grayson, and then Adley. Oh, yeah, that's the shit. That's the stuff right there. It's nothing of value, but for those fans, It's just a, yeah, just a cool are, card to have. Two, these are very cool cards to have. Yeah, these two, along with a bunch of other Adley and Mountcastle Bowmans, I found in a lot that someone was selling on eBay. It was like a Mountcastle Rutschman 14-card lot for $10. And even though some of them I had already I already had, I still went ahead and bought it because, you know, it's a pretty good pretty good deal. Whenever we uh, do meet up, bring your doubles because maybe I'll trade for them. Good idea. <laughs> uh, you've already showed this one, but, you know, the Mike Bauman. Oh, yeah. Auto, I like his autograph. It's very cool. Yeah, looking. it is pretty cool. Uh, we've got, let's see. The worst defender, probably in baseball, Jemai Jones. <laughs> According to Michael Elias. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nathaniel says he likes the Bowman design much more than Tops. I yeah, agree. They definitely agree. Next year's, but next year's Tops design is very much like Bowman's design this year, and it's going to look much better. And the Allen and Ginter is pretty cool, too. They got some weird stuff, but it, their normal baseball stuff is pretty cool. Looking. This one... We're going to be kind of sad about, but I bought this just because I thought it was cool. This is from 2017. Uh, it's a 1987 uh, insert card. Our boy Manny. Oh, yeah. Love Manny. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. Yep. Uh, same deal here for this this Austin Hayes. Uh, this one, I can't remember what. This is the 1983. Um, oh, I froze up. No, I oh, you're good. I'm back. I'm back. There we go. Uh, Austin Hayes. Oh, yeah, I like that. Pretty cool design. And I think that's the end. Oh, you're talking about Allen and Ginter. Yeah, let's see the Austin Ryan Mountcastle. Oh, Austin Hayes. Hayes. Nice. Yeah, that's Austin pretty good. Austin Hayes has an Allen and Ginter card. Last year, 2020? That's a 2018, actually. Oh, wow. And then going back just a few here. Uh, in 2020. John Means got an Allen against your card as well. That's sweet. Very cool design. And that's about all I've got. I mean, I have some other stuff, but it's it's Mariners and stuff because I, I do like collecting Mariners, but uh, you know, this is another podcast, so I'll keep it to I'll keep it to you know like I was telling you though, I mean the Mariners centric. are sort of like the West Coast version of the Orioles because they're I think baseball America just came out with their new organizational ratings in Seattle was one Baltimore was two. We both are, they're doing better major league wise this year, but they're a little ahead in the rebuild, but I think they both could be pretty good with the prospects they got coming up. So I like the yeah. Mariners. Yeah. If Kelnick puts it together, he he's, he's Julio Rodriguez. Be- I like Noel V. Yeah. Marte. Yeah. 
And then they got the pitching. They got the stud pitching with George Kirby and Emerson Hancock and yep. um, Logan, Logan Gilbert. Gilbert. Already's up. He's already making an impact to the major league level. So, yeah, I optimistically, I think the Mariners this year are kind of where I'm hoping the O's are at next year. They're, yeah, hover around 75, 80 wins. Yeah, there. I think there are six or seven games above five hundred at this point. And I don't, I don't see that as being unattainable if we get Adley up here, maybe get Grayson I think, here, yeah. and all that stuff. It, they can make, they can turn things around fast if they want to. It's just a matter they of if they're going to want to. It'll be interesting. I'm not expecting them to do anything this offseason, but if they wanted to get a head start, like a year early, like Chicago or San Diego did when they signed Machado and and all that good stuff, I feel like they could. If they're not going to do it, but they could sign Carlos Correa. And then lock down shortstop and then build around them with Adley and all these guys. And I think things could turn around pretty quickly if they did something like that. I've mentioned wanting Car- wanting Carlos Correa to sign here on all six episodes of our show so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my it's like my angle, my lane. Yeah, I I, th- I think with the Chris Davis money freeing up, they might do a little bit more than some people yeah. expect, but I don't think they're gonna do as much as a lot of people hope. <laughs> Yeah, well, here's to hoping we're all pleasantly surprised and they just yes. start throwing money at people. Absolutely. But back That'll to my nice. story, because I know yeah, you're, you're yeah, trying yeah, to just all... ignore it. Uh, I bought a blaster it. box, first box I ever <laughs> bought since I restarted. It was 35 bucks. Uh, how many uh, packs of cards did it come with? Like 12 or something? It's uh, 10, maybe. I want to say it's like five it's... packs of 10, 12 cards or something like that. Maybe it's, it's, yeah, it's seventy-two cards. It comes 72, however okay. you want to divide it up. But yeah. yeah, basically, Ryan's like, if you pull an auto in your first <laughs> box, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and then yeah. like two packs later, this popped up. No, Max, Max Meyer, Meyer. autograph Chrome. Not his first, but he's got a pretty cool autograph too. Wow, he's, player city. He's he's gonna scratch a little bit, him. but. Yeah, he's. That's a good card to have. It was a pretty good card to pull, and at the same time, I bought uh, this Kevin Gaussman Stars and Stripes number to two fifty, auto. This was on sale for ten bucks. Thought it was a cool looking card, and Gaussman's been pretty good. So if he just keeps pitching like he has this year, then that could be good. He's got a nice autograph too. I like that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does have a fancy. Have you seen Gabe Holt's autograph? He's a Brewers prospect. I I do not believe that I have. He's kind of like the joke of the card community this year because I don't know if he just decided now he didn't feel like it, but or he doesn't <laughs> know cursive. But this man literally printed his name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see a picture of that box. somewhere. It's yeah, <laughs> no cursive. Great. At all. He just all caps, just like a like a five year old gave. <laughs> hey, it's unique. It's a way to get your name out if you want to do something like that. Oh, so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a pretty. I was watching a one of my box breaks today, and I saw an auto that was like, I was like, man, this this guy doesn't have the best signature. It was like really last name and first name were spaced far apart, really kind of ugly writing. So that's the kind I want to get. The uglier, the better. The uh, the auto that I got out of the Bowman box that me and my friend did was this guy. I want to say his name is Mario Bautista. He's a Reds prospect, and. He like so you know how the autograph cards have like they kind of have like the, the the white space that they make yeah. specifically for them to auto. He signed like the very bottom of it. 
like almost like he used the bottom of it as a line to like write on. <laughs> it's good. a super weird looking auto, and it in looking at pictures of them, they're all like that. He just decided to sign across the bottom of it. But that's what I like about the Bowman cards is you can tell the players actually handled them instead of it being just a strip of tape that's slapped across there. So I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that too. The last thing I'll mention before we get out of here is the same box that I got. I got a couple other first Bowman Chromes that I feel like could have some decent future value. Got Mick Abel. He's one of the Phillies' best prospects. Yeah. Pitcher. That's a good one. I got Maximo Acosta, who is, I believe, an international signing who's got some promise for the Rangers. And then the best name in the business, Blaze Jordan for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, he's ah. the he's the first that almost everyone was chasing this year. I feel I like he's going to be a bust. So, tell me when his value tops out because I'm going to sell that <laughs> shit. <laughs> he, I I don't know if it's just because this year wasn't good for firsts. Like there was no, there was no super stud prospect. I think Austin Martin was probably the best, the 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 highest ceiling first that came out this year. And I got one of his in one of my boxes that I bought. But yeah, there was no like serious blue chip prospect. So Blaze just for some reason, I guess, became like the default first that everyone was chasing. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever become anything, but the way people were going crazy over getting his cards, I was like, I think he's like a third or fourth round pick. He's got some serious power and some upside, but I think what's going to happen in about 10 years is anyone that finds one of those cards just going to blaze it up, light it on fire, (laughs) get rid of it. Oh, dad jokes for days. Yeah, he's, right. he's, like, he's like the Red Sox Kobe Mayo. He's just, his cards just have value for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, but this was fun. Thanks for coming yeah, on, man. Ryan. Thanks Talking for having cards. me. And, uh, for me on. I you know, would love to guest on your podcast coming up at some point. Um. Yeah. Let's get you on maybe next week. It's a deal. You got cool. a date, sir. Yeah, we and, have. Uh, uh, we, I think we were going to get you this week, but the the, the Kevin Brown interview suddenly materialized. Yeah, and I, was I like, can't wait to hear that. I'm a little offended because clearly I'm a bigger <laughs> name than him. But no, no, yeah. I can't wait to listen to that. That's a huge get. That was awesome. Can't wait to listen. But uh, yeah, this was good. Maybe give me some time. Give me a year to get my collection up to speed, and maybe we'll get more than just us two. We'll get like a group of people on here and really yeah, show sure, out man. about baseball cards at some point. Sure, man. Yeah, get the rest of these guys in here. I know you're not the only host on the show. These they guys aren't the super into baseball cards, but uh, oh, I should say in that same box that I was looking through, I did find some sign, like not tops uh, authenticated sign, but some Billy Bay Sox old cards from like the mid 2000s uh, that Ooh. were like someone actually got them signed. <laughs> they were real signatures. One was Buck Britton, who was a player at the nice. time and now is the manager for the not Bay Sox. Um, there was Steve Bumbry, Al Bumbry's son, who I think got a coffee cup, cup of coffee with the Orioles at one point. Uh, Ronnie Welty, I'm sure you don't remember him. He was a college outfielder and Robbie Widlowski. So some real names in there, <laughs> some real valuable cards that uh, maybe we'll give them away for free at some yeah, point through the podcast. So uh, thanks for Great. listening to On the Verge, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Hey, everybody.